the prize of heaven.
Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Men of Valor, captains, warriors, members of His Majesty's court and ladies, His Majesty King of Syria demands your attention. I, the greatest king ever to rule Syria, I have decided that the land occupied by the Israelites east of the Jordan shall be conquered and become a part of Syria. Each of you here assembled occupies a place of trust in my court, so I can safely make known my plan of conquest. I shall cause headquarters to be pitched between the... You may come forward. Long live the king. Long live the king of Israel. State your mission. King, I bring tidings and a message from Elisha, prophet of God. You are Elijah's new servant? I serve the prophet Elisha, yes. The message from Elisha? The king of Syria has declared war against Israel and has set a trap to capture and kill thee, O king. My master sends this message, saying... Beware, O king, that thou pass not between the two hills eastward, for thither the Syrians are awaiting in ambush thy passing. Captain, send spies to this place and keep me informed how long the Syrians stay there awaiting my passage. 
We've been here for days now, and still the king of Israel passes not by. How often does he usually come this way? Uh, frequently, your majesty. Yet now he passes not at all. He must know we're here. He couldn't possibly know it, your majesty. Unless there be a traitor in camp, we'll soon find out. Gather together all my officers. The king of Israel passes not this way as he is in the habit of doing. Why? Because he knows we are here. How does he know that? Because there is a traitor among you. Someone who is against me and for the king of Israel. Which of you is this traitor? None of us is a traitor to thee, my lord and king. The informer is the prophet Elijah of Israel. His God revealeth unto him all secrets. Even the words my lord the king speaketh in his bedchamber. So that's where Jehoram gets his information. Elisha the prophet. Captain, go and spy where he is so that I may send and capture him. I know where he is, your majesty. In Dothan. Dothan, huh? Hmm, a small city and situated in a valley. Easily besieged and taken. Captain, make ready my entire army. Horses, armor-bearers, men, clever with bow and arrow, chariots, warriors. Go and take Dothan and the great Elisha. <laughs> Just getting daylight. Guess I'll get up and go outside. Yeah. I love the morning air and the rising sun. <sighs> Invigorating. How beautiful the sun's rays are as they rise over the mountains and the... Elisha! Elisha, come quickly! Syrian soldiers on the... Over there, too. They completely surrounded us. What is it, my son? The Syrians are here, sir. They're everywhere, completely surrounding us. Uh, a great host of soldiers and chariots and horsemen will all be killed. Fear not, my son. For those who are with us are more than those who are with the Syrians. Sir, there isn't a soldier in Dothan, not one. Oh, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. I beg your pardon, sir, but I understand not thy words. My son, look again about us and tell me what you see. An army between us and the Syrian army. An army of horses and chariots of fire. Angels, sir? Angels, my son. Come down in mighty power to encamp about us and protect and help us if need be. Can the Syrians see the angelic host? No, son. No more than you could a moment ago. Ignorant of the unseen hosts of heaven, the Syrian army boldly advanced. As they get closer and closer... Oh, Lord God of creation, smite these Syrian soldiers, I pray thee, with blindness. <laughs> oh, where am I? Where am I? I can't see. Where, where am I? You seek Elisha, the Israelite prophet? Well, you know I do. Why do you... Say, who are you anyway? This is not the way, Captain. Neither is this the city. Come with me, and I will bring you to the man ye seek. Come with you? Why should we? Well, I thought you wanted to find Elisha, Captain. And Elisha led the Syrian army to Samaria, capital of Israel. And when they were come to Samaria... O oh Lord God of Israel, 
Open now the eyes of these men, I pray thee, so they may see. Why, this... this is a strange city. Where are we? In the midst of Samaria, before the palace of the king of Israel. You've tricked us, and you... You couldn't be Elisha the prophet, could you? I am. Oh, a worthy adversary. Greetings, Elijah, man of God. I hear you have brought the Syrian army into the city, practically single-handed. Shall I have them killed? Kill captives of war? Does my king do this? No. We must love our enemies and treat them fairly. Spare these men, O king. Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink. When they have finished, send them away that they may go to their king. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. favorite granddaughter, Mariam? <laughs> I'm your only granddaughter. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to talk to your father about that. How was school today? We studied about World War I. Do you remember it? Uh, no. Believe it or not, it was a few decades before my time. What did you learn? I learned that people can be very mean to each other. Grandma, why do they do that? I think that people fight each other because they listen to the other voice. The other voice? In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were walking around and playing with the animals, a voice called from a tree. Remember the story? Oh, yes. I learned that at Bible class. Satan was in the tree looking like a beautiful serpent. He told Eve to eat the fruit that God said not to eat. And what did she do? She ate it. Why did she do that? Because... She listened to the other voice, the voice that wasn't God's, right? Exactly. God's voice said, don't eat. Satan's voice said, eat. In World War I, 
and to and Korea and Vietnam and in the Middle East, God's voice said, don't fight. Satan's voice said, fight. Today, God's voice says to us, don't cheat, don't lie, don't be unkind. Satan says just the opposite. We need to decide who to listen to every day. Thanks, Grandma. I want to listen to God's voice. Smart girl. You get that from your dad's side of the family, you know. Oh, Grandma. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever been asked to be in a wedding? Maybe someone wanted you to be a junior bridesmaid or an usher. Maybe they wanted you to light the candles or spread flower petals. If you have, you know how crazy the wedding planning and rehearsals can be. That's what Maria finds out in this shoebox kids mystery. This time, Maria has a real problem. She's excited about being in her aunt's wedding, but everything is going wrong. Should she refuse to be a junior bridesmaid? Can you figure out what happened to Maria's missing dress before she does? Chapter 3. Secret Vows Maria sat next to Yo-Yo on the bed. Okay, Yo-Yo, repeat after me. I promise to love my sister. I promise to love my sister, Yo-Yo said eagerly. Now you have to say it, Maria. Maria smiled. 
Okay, I promise to love my sister. Now you repeat, through sickness and in health. Through sickness and health, Yo-Yo said. Maria thought hard for a minute, but she thought she remembered most of what ministers had the bride and groom say. For richer or poorer? Yo-Yo frowned. What's that mean? Maria scratched her head. I guess it means that even if you don't have enough money to buy groceries with, you still love each other. And if you have all the money in the world, you have to spend it together. Okay, for richer or poor, Yo-Yo said. Till death do us part. Till death do us part, Yo-Yo muttered, not liking the sound of those words. What else do people say? I don't think they say anything else, Maria said thoughtfully. I can't remember. Yo-Yo frowned. We should say something else. That last one wasn't very nice. Maria looked at the serious expression on her sister's face. What about making up a vow, she suggested. Yo-Yo nodded. We could say something like, we're not just sisters, we're best friends, and we choose to be friends forever. That's long, Yo-Yo complained, but I like it best. Do I have to repeat it? Maria smiled. No, it's all right if you just think it. Yo-Yo concentrated. Okay, I did, she said. There, Maria said, now we've said our vows to each other. Mom's voice echoed upstairs. Supper's ready. Maria's stomach answered with a growl. I forgot how hungry I was, she said, and Mom was making my favorite, split pea soup and toasted cheese sandwiches. Come on, let's get our hands washed and get downstairs. Yo-Yo rushed ahead to the bathroom. When Maria got there, she couldn't help but smile. Yo-Yo was chasing the soap bar across the countertop with wet little hands. Can you help me? Yo-Yo asked when she saw Maria. It keeps running away. Maria stuck one finger on the soap bar and held it until Yo-Yo could get her little fingers around it. When Maria finished washing her hands, Yo-Yo handed her the towel. Thank you, Yo-Yo, Maria said. That was very nice of you. Yo-Yo grinned. I like doing nice things for you because you're my favorite sister, she said proudly. She's your only sister, a voice said from the doorway. Yo-Yo whipped around. Maria glanced in the mirror and caught Chris laughing at them. What are you two talking about? Chris asked curiously. Chris hates it when someone has a secret he doesn't know, Maria thought. Well, too bad for him. He's not part of our secret vow. She knew her brother well enough to know that he would start teasing them to find out. Yo-Yo, follow me, she said as she turned and marched out of the bathroom. Chris leaned against the door jam a moment before standing up straight and chasing after Maria and Yo-Yo. Oh, you're going to ignore me, huh? You two are going to try to pretend like I'm not even here? The girls gave no answer. Well, I'm not going to let you have any dessert, Chris stated, following along behind. The girls said nothing. I'm pretty good at this, Maria thought. Chris can't make me talk if I don't want to, and he can't keep me from having any dessert either. She smiled. Chris paused at the top of the stairs as Maria and Yo-Yo marched down in single file like soldiers. We don't have to talk to Chris if we don't want to, Yo-Yo, Maria told Yo-Yo as if Chris were not even there. No, Maria agreed. We stick together. Finally, Chris started downstairs too. How come you're Maria's best buddy all of a sudden, Yo-Yo? I thought she was mad at you earlier. But Yo-Yo didn't say a word. Maria sat down in her place at the dinner table, and Yo-Yo climbed into her chair. Yo-Yo had just gotten her very own grown-up chair, but she had to sit on her legs. Chris came in and sat down with a frown on his face. You must be thinking of new ways to tease us, Maria thought, keeping her smile to herself. She glanced across the table at Chris, but he was ignoring her just like she was ignoring him. 
Mr. Vargas asked everyone to hold hands while he asked the blessing. After the blessing was over, he dipped some soup for Yo-Yo. Maria held out her bowl, and Dad dipped some soup for her, too. She reached for the same toasted cheese sandwich that Chris wanted, but she let him have it, and she took another one. That seemed to confuse Chris even more. How could Maria be ignoring him and be nice to him at the same time? The look on his face made Maria smile. Who is making the wedding cake for Angie and Ben, Mr. Vargas asked. Mrs. Wallace, Mrs. Vargas replied. Surprised, Maria looked up. Is Jenny going to be at the wedding since her mom is baking the cake? Why, I don't know, Maria, Mrs. Vargas said. Maria wasn't sure if she wanted Jenny to be at the wedding or not. After all, I'm going to look out of place. That is, if I decide to go to the wedding. I may not get to be a junior bridesmaid after all, she thought. Sammy is going to be at the wedding, Chris announced. He told me today at school. Maria's spoonful of soup accidentally went down the wrong pipe. What? She choked. Why is Sammy going? Chris grinned. Because his Uncle Locke is going to be taking wedding pictures. Oh, no, Maria thought. I just can't look funny in the wedding with all the shoebox kids there. What am I going to do? What's the matter, Maria? Mrs. Vargas asked. You look pale. Are you sick? Maria shook her head. She wasn't sick, not really sick anyway, but she wasn't very happy either. Mom just doesn't understand, Maria decided. All I ever wanted to do was wear a long, pretty dress with lace and ruffles. I wanted to look as beautiful as the bridesmaids with their long dresses that touch the floor and make them look like princesses. Instead, my dress will only come to my knees. Suddenly, supper didn't taste so good. I won't even look like I'm at the right wedding, Maria thought. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 6, The Wedding Dress Disaster, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.